I'm Lindsay Hodges, and it might be an unpopular opinion, but if I'm the Shadow King, I'd totally let Aubrey Plaza go, and I'd put her in Danny Glover's body. This is Unpopular Opinions. Hey everybody, we're back with Legion Season 2, Episode 2. I'm here as always with the incomparable Caldwell Grant. So, whoa. Uh, how's it going, man? Man, not bad, man. How the hell are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Good. Good, good to be seen. Uh, I'm sick of you taking my stuff. All right. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> feelings mutual. Uh, oh! I'm sorry about that microwave. You'll you'll get that back. I, well, you know, at this point, I don't want it, based on what I know you've been doing with it. Fair Peeing enough. in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you might piss in that hot dog. I don't want that. <laughs> Uh, so what did you think of the episode of Legion, man? Chapter ten. Um, it's so easy to remember the. Yeah. It's so much better than Gifted. Oh my god! I have to go explode it. Explode it. Chapter ten. Yeah, chapter ten. Like a human being. Um, I, I I I really enjoy it. Um, I have some gripes, but I want to start with the things that I liked first. Okay. Well, um, that's, that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, I really really enjoy that they have the show kind of interspersed with this like this uh explanation of what the idea is right this is how i'm interpreting this is like what the idea is going to be for legion for this season like this week it was hey reality is defined as something that's still there when you decide not to believe in it anymore you know and last week it was the idea and how that can become twisted and so i'm really into that like that to me is very very great um i also liked that uh david took a proactive approach and i feel like it's more proactive than we've seen him be maybe ever yeah Yeah. um because he's like hey let's uh bam this uh bootleg cerebro up a notch and see if we can't make it do some stuff he never tells them what he wants it to do he just like is like yeah not he tells carrie the closest he goes like hey listen i want to go forward in time or backward or just give me something yeah so i can figure this out i feel like if he would have gone backward in time he would have like accomplished more of the mission that he was talking about yeah the very fact that he could go forward yeah and became like a multi-dimensional consciousness right um i don't here's the thing i feel like he's getting distracted um by that right that end of it like oh i'm meeting sid in the future like one-armed sid's not into it bro like hang it up i think one-armed sam is is terrified of him yeah on some level yeah i think that she's happy to see him like that and they make it a really big point like do you want to see me again like this like yeah i'd like to see you again like that right not like the horrifying monster that you probably become exactly is that what you're taking from it that's where i'm going with it um if he bashes farouk's head in with a rock or something you know in the desert Right. Like I feel like, you know, yeah, it's a bridge too far for her, maybe. Or yeah, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, depending whatever, on what we whatever need to get there, right? Explanation you want for it, but like, I mean, like, I, I feel like the fact that we get to that point, right, means that he's fundamentally changed from this journey. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the stuff that I liked about it. Um. My gripes are with structure and pacing. And this is something that's not just with this show, but just uh, what I've noticed about a lot of different 
media in general, whether it be books that I'm reading or other shows I'm watching or movies. There are things that are done strictly to keep the audience in suspense. And I get that, like, hey, you've got to keep these characters guessing, right? Like, but man, I don't like stuff that feels like, oh man, we're just like tugging you in different directions and we're never going to give you any answers. I hate being tugged in different directions. I mean, like, tug me in one direction. I just prefer, well, I'm not the band. Yes. Thank you. In theory. In theory. Anyway, I was going to say a thing, but I changed my mind. Um, So yeah, no, we're keeping it PG. Um, I just, that's my biggest gripe, right? Is I feel like they're playing the the shell game with me, and I don't like to have people play with my emotions. In what like in what that. way? Like, how do you think that they're playing a shell game with Man, you? Man, I just feel like I'm like the show itself is being disingenuous. It's it's a very nebulous. Um, I it's something that I can't firm up yet. So you think it, you think it's being cheap in a way? Yes. Like so because. Reality is what they, what he and Farouk in a lot of ways can choose for it to be because they're gods that like nothing can be real. Like that's how that's, I mean, welcome to Legion. Like welcome to the first season of this show in a way. I know you didn't watch all of it, but like, fuck man, like that's the deal. Like what's real and what isn't. Yeah. And how does that affect anything? Because it can all be lies because like Aubrey Plaza was supposed to be a fucking different character. Like an independent entity on some level from the shadow King and was not like, was totally that, but is that again now? Right. Right. It's so weird. Um, I, I, you know, I love this show because I can't compare it to another show. Yeah. Like it is strangely unique. Um, in the fact that it, it could only exist on television. Yeah. Like it's sort of the answer to all the questions they ask you about when you write a script, like, like, well, why is it a TV show? Because fuck it, we can do anything with it. Right. Um, and it, it's visually stunning and it doesn't, we compared it to the Royal Tenenbaums and Wes Anderson movies last yeah. time and it has functions of other things within it. Right. But visually and like how they use the camera and film tricks and all that kind of stuff right. to make it stylistically what it is, there is nothing like it on TV. No, there isn't. There are things that are similar, but there's nothing that goes as far as this show goes. Right. Um, they took my favorite part of Hudson Hawk. Yeah. Swinging on a star. Right. Uh, which Mason on the Game of Thrones podcast, he, by the way, hates Aunt Danny Aieo. Uh, I love that guy. Yeah, I know, right? Me I too. He's like, guy. he's fun. What does he Mason hate about him? can't stand his ass. Why? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think the word Danny Aieo beat him up in an airport and took his hoagie. What? Uh, the word chicken shit came up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember we were talking. It was off air. We were talking about the Hound or something yeah. like that. And I was like, you know who I'd like to see to play the Hound? Danny Aiello. And he was like, that chicken shit son of a bitch. Like <laughs> he's, was- he's he has a legit beef with this guy. I feel like this is gonna require a deeper dive, but we'll fo- I'll follow up. With I'll the other I'll guy. surprise him with it. Yeah, uh, on tomorrow when we record Game of Thrones. But um, yeah, I mean, swinging on a star. Uh, I felt so bad for the guy that got turned into a pig. Yeah. Because he's still alive, he's fine. Yeah, exactly. You kill that pig. No, all your other friends at Ash, and you know what you are? You're Pork Bowl. That's what I would call him. What I love about it is, and you see the credit every time that Chris Claremont is credited with, like, based on the characters yeah. of the Marvel comics right. by Chris Claremont. Um, what I find so interesting about that is, is that, like, if it was a Chris Claremont show, like, we would, that pig would have a backstory. Yeah. Like, suddenly. 
Like, he was the toughest on the farm. Like, oh he's going to do God. it. He's going to lead all the other pigs to safety. And, and really, that other guy was transported into another pig's mind. And he's like, holy shit, like, I'm at a farm. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. I love Chris Claremont, but, like, that, that pig backstory would get amazing. Yeah. Like, the side quest of, the, of Porker the Ham. Porker um, the Ham. I, I really liked what they did with the carries in this one in uh, fucking with his powers, his yeah. and her powers. Um, especially when there was like an arm without a shoulder. Right. That was coming really out awesome. of the chest. That was really awesome. Which she awesome. then referred to as her stomach for some reason, but it was clearly like, just like the middle of her chest. Well, look, she's the X chromosome ass kicker. She's not the doctor. What a weird power. Right? Like, I like it, but like, it's a weird power. And he like, he ages and she doesn't because yeah. she's not out that often. Right. Um,. So interesting, yeah. Uh, and and you know that he was just telling her, you know, which which wires to plug in and yeah. how to do this this certain way, and like she did a really good job at it because they share that they share right. brain in a way. But like, man, that that really could have blown him up if she would have fucked it up. Yeah, it could have really gone sideways real fast. Um, listen, first of all, how did Sid go back in time? Right. Uh, secondly. If if Carrie is a good enough inventor to create a cross dimensional cross time cerebro, yeah. like I feel like there's nothing in this world that could really stop anybody, right? Um, even in Days of Future Past, the movie and the comic book, they had to use Kitty Pride to send someone back. Yeah, uh, or not? Well, in the in the comic book, it's Rachel Summers, but that's not the point. Right? Like they have to use a mutant to do that. I guess they're using a mutant in that he's the inventor, but like. Fuck, if he's basically Forge? Yeah, it's super science. I, I make whatever we need. Yeah, I, I love that he can't figure out how he made that ball. Yeah. Which is really cool. Right. Uh, but, like, how did how did Sid contact him? Right. Legion in the first place. Like, the future Sid with one yeah. arm. How does she get a hold of him yeah. when he's in the ball? Light bright Sid. Um, so, I, I feel like she doesn't get a hold to him. Um, I feel like... Because they share some type of bond, maybe his mind reached out to her, you know, and wherever she's at in whatever alternate timeline that she's in, because she says the words in my timeline. So I'm it's I feel like it's a diverging path from where they're at now. Right. That's how it always is, though. Yeah. The future past world still exists. Exactly. It's just shunted off and from the main timeline. Exactly. So wherever she's at, she might be sitting in a coffee shop in the wasteland of Boston having a nuka cola and you know like just goes catatonic for a few minutes because now all of a sudden david's mind has reached out from the past and she's in the black place with a glow stick you know like yeah i mean i think i think it's weird that he can take her to the sunken place from like a different time yeah but know? like sunken place coachella because she's got that sweet glow stick Oh man, and that uh, and that sweet. I mean, look, you saw the Vermillions with their yeah. with their Tron outfits. Oh man, really cool, so um, awesome. Three different people play those characters. Really, it's it's not like the same person CGI'd in three times. I was looking at the credits specifically. It's like nice. three different people. Um, yeah, I, I this episode kind of breaks down into like two really specific things. Right, right. It's like the David Farouk Oliver intercedence, right, right. and then. Everybody else being fucking crazy right. and suspicious of David. Right. Right? Like, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else. No, and I, I like the suspicion of David because here's the thing. In my mind, right, if you know that you're working with one of the most powerful mutants, right, 
and you know he's a a mind mutant like these guys that like I read thoughts and I can manipulate your understanding of things you are well to be suspicious of them right like I don't think you could ever trust a telepath right well and you and I have talked about this before because they always give you a reason not to trust them like oh man what am i gonna do i'm gonna just change the way you're not even gonna remember this happened it's fine some of my favorite moments in the x-men comic books are when a young telepath uses their powers to just start answering people's questions and like gets in their brains and stuff like that kind of like uh mc from uh gifted right yeah just gets in there and starts rummaging around and doing stuff yeah and then everybody goes oh my god what are you doing right in the in the comics it's way more benign right it's like oh shit i just outed iceman as being gay yeah because his thoughts were too loud in my brain right right and like it's like oh no like that's super bad right um you shouldn't just do that and they go oh my god i won't ever do it again right but you already have that reason not to trust them because they kind of fucked you over right um times a thousand in this show because you don't know what anybody's true motivations are right um except for david who just like kind of wants to help and figure it all out at least we kind of understand where he's coming from most of the time yeah but we don't know when he's being tricked right and he's got a pretty tricky villain. Yeah, I mean, the trickiest, um, you know? He's like a king of shadows and, and shadow games. Yeah, exactly. He's Amal Clooney. Amal uh, Farouk. Amal Clooney. <laughs> um, does, that make, does that make Jermaine Clement? Uh, George Clooney? Clooney? I guess. Yeah, I mean, at this point, George Clooney looks kind of like Jermaine Clement. So can we both agree that Farouk is never going to let Aubrey Plaza go? No, nah, man, she's in that thing. She's not going anywhere. Was he trying to convince her by saying, like, if you stay here, you won't ever die? I feel like that was the sell, but, like, you know, it's like, that's a very confusing way to go about it. Oh, I let you go, and then what? Oh, I'm going to live the shit out of my life, and then what? Then I'm going to die, and then what? Oh? Yeah, right, like, I guess I could stay here and live for forever. Exactly. I mean, he needs to get her in control of a body, though. I mean, like, yeah. well, then sign a contract and, like, when I'm on my deathbed, I'll fucking call you, right? And you can come right. reabsorb me back into your brain or whatever. I feel like it would be like cloning yourself, though. Which, yeah. If you haven't seen Altered Carbon yet, you probably should. I have um, not. They, they do this thing in that uh, people have, like, a computer chip in the back of their skull. Okay. And that's their consciousness. Okay. So some people double sleeve. So it's like the same body twice but with the you, same memories if you sleeve up more than once the friction will cause one sleeve to break and maybe the other sleeve to break and maybe um, the other sleeve and maybe to break. a fire and um, maybe oh lord jesus it's a fire <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that um so yeah you double sleeve up and then like yeah. there's one that has these experiences and the other one that has these other experiences and they're still like the same person but the minute that they make a, an alternate choice from what the other one would make they're their own person okay that's how i look at it yeah um and i feel like that's what happened with aubrey plaza i think that like a copy of her consciousness would go into the body but she would always be imprinted on Farouk. right like he has her right um was she did you get the impression she was in david's head the entire time like from childhood on I, I don't know enough about it to know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, she said, like, when you were doing all that Davy morality stuff, and I'm your conscience and all that. Okay. To Farouk, right? Which yeah. we're going to talk about Farouk in a second, but yeah. I just want to talk about this for a second. Um, what I get from that is that, yeah, she's just some crazy junkie. Yeah. But she's some just some crazy junkie that's been in David's head combined with the Shadow King or whatever since David was a fucking child. Right, so that would that would have been my question is like if if she's been in David's head, then I would have to assume that she was 
brought there by the Shadow King, right? And then you have to wonder, how long has the Shadow King been there? Shadow King's been there since David was a baby. Okay. Uh, Xavier beat him in, I guess, a wrestling match is yeah. how we do psychic battles. Yeah, now. I mean, I'm going to put my hand around your neck. You put your hand around my neck. It's not, you know, it's not gay because I'm, like, working my neck, but you're working yours. Do you think, like, Xavier showed up, right, and it's like a WrestleMania kind of thing, and, like, Farouk was just beating the shit out of other psychics, and then you just, in the background, you hear, knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. It's real! real. And, like, and, then, and then fucking... Wrestling announcer goes, good God almighty, is that Professor Xavier's music? Yeah, he's he's just like up on the ladder already. Oh my God, it was oh a psychic God. ladder match. It's a, de- <laughs> oh my God, it's a psychic ladder match. That's- <laughs> oh, T-shirts man, coming will, soon. I will put a subtitle on this episode, a.k.a. Oh a my God, a match. psychic ladder match. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, so Xavier beats the shit out of him and then he infects his son as like a final revenge. Yeah, right? like, haha, joke's on you jerk i i just don't understand why the body would be left alive i what i do like and it was farouk yeah he's incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. he was, was terrible fantastic oh he's so good uh some of the best acting i've seen from a villain on tv in a while yeah and not necessarily chewing the scenery either no because there isn't any it's like a desert but yeah like, you know he's very understated in the way that he presents things but he presents them in a way where it gets david thinking right he, he tells like him, a, "Hey, man, like, you're why are you sitting at the kitty table? You need to come to the big boy table." In the in the red onesie, he looked like the creepiest uncle ever. Oh man, he looked he looked kind of like Charlie's uncle on Always Sunny. Oh man, Jack. Yeah, like yeah, he had this. He had a very creepy look. It was weird yeah. without the glasses. I like it with the glasses. I also like that they didn't get um, a larger dude. Yeah, we'll say to play him like they like the comics. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, hamburger neck roll on the back of his head. Right. right? It looks like a pack of hot dogs. Oh, like, man. Yeah, it's rough. It's like six folds. Yeah. Um, That Charles Dutton. This dude's really handsome. Yeah, he's a handsome he's fella. He's a super handsome Moroccan yeah. Egyptian dude. Older gentleman. Yeah. Um, Do you know a lot about the Shadow King from the comic books? I know as much about the Shadow King as I remember from the episode where Storm's extra fast Kenyan son was possessed by the shadow king. oh yeah so you don't know anything about the sh- like the real shadow king you know about yeah. a mountain that explodes yeah and a, a, a dude that tries to outrun thought yeah like, yeah he's yeah, he doesn't know how thoughts work so i hate man like he just like playing soccer and running as fast as he could that's all i do in life i'm a simple man of simple tastes um yeah so storm like worked for him yeah as well as you know being storm right or whatever as a pickpocket as a child yeah he's super evil uh gambit's first appearance is pretty well tied to him okay um it's when storm gets de-aged and is in cairo illinois stealing art like they have art there i didn't yeah. know that right like yeah weird i read up like, the only time i've ever heard about cairo illinois right is yeah that, hey guess what there is a cairo illinois Oh, nice. Right, which is what they call Cairo, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's pronounced like Miami and Miami here in Oklahoma. It's the same. It's the it's. Yeah. Uh, we don't sorry. need to get into Yeah. I mean, let's, the teachers let's... are walking out right now. Yeah. Like, They're dead, we don't done. need to get into it. Um, But, like, yeah, I read a play about it in the 1920s. So, like, my view of it is that it's like fucking mice and men out there. Yeah. 
Jesus. 2018, Good but God. I just assume that it's, you know, yeah. people are getting shot for petting heads and rabbits. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's that's how they live in their life, being their best selves. I'm excited to see Farouk. I feel like he gives the, the season some some direction. I'm excited to see if David does end up bashing his head in with a right. rock. Uh, I'm excited to see how this time travel shit plays out. And, like, if we yeah. have an alternate timeline or if we kill it by David doing the right thing. Right. That's what I'm interested in. Also, just as an aside, I have a question about if you are able to separate Farouk from his body, right? And he's out on the astral plane somewhere. Why wouldn't you just get rid of his body? Uh, So for everything we've seen in previews and all that, it looks like it's in an egg. Yeah, no, I get that. Which is really good thematically with this idea shit. It it is really great. Um, But, like, why not just chuck that in a volcano? I get it. We have to have a show. But. Because, well, and also, like, Xavier's not about murdering folks. You've already, you, you locked him away forever, I'm bro. Aware. That's ridiculous. And, he, and, 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 like, he's basically, like, the worst person on the planet. He's like, well, you don't kill. Yeah, Chuck, yeah, you're you a hypocrite. people's years of their memories. Yeah, you did it to Magneto and then locked his personality in your mind. And then that became the worst thing to ever happen to us fans of marvel because we had to suffer through the onslaught saga and then heroes reborn god heroes reborn i'll make a pocket counter earth i'm franklin richards Woo! yeah i hate it when franklin richards like one of my favorite franklin richards moment is it actually takes place in days of future past it's an x-men comic book okay yeah you know what my favorite part is what's that a sentinel busts through a thing and shoots him in the back and kills him just nice. instantly gets he gets like fried like yeah it's super bad yeah none of that reversing warping reality nonsense for you nah dog you dead yeah you're dead you're out this thing um do with money so speaking of alternate realities yeah and uh time travel right right and all that i i've been reading a lot about infinity war as we approach it okay right? we're less than 20 days out now right and uh, I find the idea that we could fold the X universe into the Marvel universe because of the deal that Fox and Disney have and all that. Right. To be supremely interesting, but I would like to know how you think the events of the next two Avengers movies and any other movies that you would consider right. could fold that in effectively in your mind. Man. Um, Without causing a big problem. That's the thing, right? Like, you're, it's going to be an issue. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, and I feel like the reason why it's going to be an issue is because you have such a, a, a wealth, like such a broad universe that's been established in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? And to try to roll that into the X universe that's primarily been on... Well, I mean, like, you've got the movies for those, too, but... You also have to take into account that in Logan, for example, we already know how the X-Men wind up, right? So, like, what are we going to do? Are we, where does this fall? Where, did, where does Infinity War and all of that fall in the timeline of the X-Men movies running up to Logan, right? Right. Um, and then you've got The Gifted, right? Like, how does that fit in? You've got Legion. At what point? on the timeline or in this universe does that fit like i feel like you're gonna have a huge continuity blow up if we try to roll those all in together see i think that it's a reboot 
but live reboot kind of thing. Okay. Right? So, like, I think that you could use Infinity War to do it. It wouldn't even be difficult. Or yeah. you could use another event to do it. But it, it's your choice, in a way. Yeah. Right? Like, of what you want to do. Right. Um, so, like, <clears throat> I think you have to scrap the Fox X universe. Yeah. To a degree. Right? I think you get to keep a lot of the stories from it and the continuity of it, but you're going to... You're gonna need to change the ages of people to make it work, right? Right. Um, I think that you basically have '90s X team, blue and gold team, yeah. Right, and I Sausage. think that they're that established, right? We're like, hey, the X Men are coming. Like things might be okay, or they might get bad, but like yeah. the X Men are here, and we know they're not gonna try to kill us, right? Right. right. Um, the government really doesn't do anything about them because what the fuck are they gonna do? Really, we got Sentinels. Right. They seem to fuck those up all the time. So you have, like, that team, Xavier in the green suit with the yeah. hover chair. Like, give me full 90s X-Men. <laughs> right, but maybe not maybe not keep all of it. Oh. But give me those lineups and that yeah. assemblage, in a sense. Right. right. Like, we work at the mansion. We got a war room. Like, we do our thing. Yeah, like, yeah, We're yeah. trying to decide for mutant rights. Like, we also run a school. Like, that's the deal. Right? Yeah. Like, give me the base X-Men universe of that. Cyclops is teaching classes, but is also the leader of the team. Like right. Like, that, like, 35-year-old Cyclops. Right. Right? Um... So you have that universe, right? Okay. Full, keep all of Deadpool. Right. Doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. You, know, you can keep all of Deadpool. Um, keep the gifted if you want to, but I mean, it's a TV show and they really don't cross that well. And right. That's, that's going to be one that's in its own pocket, probably. Okay. Um, especially if you want that show to go anywhere because you need to bring big name characters in. Right. Um, Legion doesn't count either. Okay. Right? It, just, it just can't. Like, it's too different. Yeah. Like ideally but um so if you do it in infinity war uh there's a reality gem and a fucking infinity gauntlet mm-hmm. and thanos remakes reality at one point no son of a bitch yeah he combined a couple of them together yeah and we got x-men now right? yeah it's my first time doing this i didn't know what i was doing what i find more likely or way cooler would be if it's a product of like the kree scroll war okay right where like some sort of device is used that knocks our reality off of its stack of the multiverse, right? So think about, mm-hmm. like, a cylinder, yeah. right? And, like, like a DNA strain, right? Right. And all the little dots that go up in that double helix are timelines, realities, versions of Earth, whatever, right? right? Um, and something happens cosmically via the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever mm-hmm. that causes ours to move from where it is in the multiversal stack. Yeah into another one and converge with it. And that happens to be the X-Men universe and all that. So the people that are conscious of what is happening and are sealed from it in space or in time or whatever, right? Uh, by eternity or an infinity stone or someone's powers, um, or they're shielded from it, whatever it is, um, they remember their prime universe, mm-hmm. right? And when they get back... There's, you can only do it with a couple of people, like T'Challa yeah. and like Captain America and like maybe Iron Man, right? Okay. Maybe Thor, somebody like that. Yeah. Um, when they get back to Earth, like mutants are a thing. Yeah. That they absolutely are, and they're there, and people hate them and both love them, and like Shield has opinions on them, and yeah. so does Pepper Potts, and everybody everybody has opinions about mutants and all that. Right. And they're just there being mutants. Right. Like, you almost, but you don't end it, like, it's not like you show it that way. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked to you about this before. You show it as, like, Nick Fury talking over someone. Or right. um, Thanos, kind of like the end of X-Men Apocalypse. Did you see yeah. X-Men Apocalypse? Yes. Every, all is revealed. Right. Right? 
it is the dying moment when the realities converge and all that. And it's like, you know, this, this will never be the same. Right. It'll never be the same from what it is right now. The, everything is different. Like you think you won, but you don't even, you don't even know what awaits for you and you don't know what you've saved. Right. Kind of moment. Right. And like the last thing that we see are Wolverine claw marks on a wall. Okay. Right. Well, I got at a facility in Canada that's yeah. snowy and everyone's dead. Yeah. Like, that's your final moment of it. Okay. And then you're like, after credit, Stinger is like, um, Charles Xavier teaching a class. Yeah. Or Cyclops turning around and melting a paper plane that's in the air. Oh, God. Like, in a classroom setting. Gross misuse of his powers. Um, I would I would then make the next uh, movie, Avengers movie or whatever, or if it's the first X-Men movie in the continuity. Yeah. Uh, a versus X, Fall of the Mutants. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd totally do it. Going at him. Just I would. No, that's exactly what would happen. Full tilt boogie. Yeah. No, until, you know, the Avengers can respect them. Right. That's how I'd do it. All right. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, if you can get us get around all of the continuity blow ups that I feel like are coming with that, then yeah. Um. But I. I. And I see what you're doing, and I like it. But I just have way too. Like I. You know me. I take the fun out of everything. So it's like, oh man, nah, dog. This is what y'all said, and it's not the same. Y'all already told me what's happening with Logan, and then I can't get over that. By the way, like that's a even after that movie came out. Um, on the way back from seeing that movie with you guys, I, that was one of my biggest concerns was like, all right, cool. Well, now we know exactly what happens on this whole timeline. So like all of these X-Men movies that they're making now, like days of, not days of future past, but, um, no dark Phoenix. And there Apocalypse you go. And all those. Right? Yeah. It's like, cool, man. You guys had all those great adventures and it wound up with spoiler alert, Logan dying in the woods. Yeah. And Charles killing everybody by accident. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, the X-Men story is supposed to be about hope, I yeah. guess. Um, sometimes literally with Hope Summers, but, like, Aww. I I don't I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Because I think it's an overt. I mean, I think that the X-Men are so time-flung yeah. that it doesn't matter. Like, you could retcon it yeah. relatively simply. Nah, that's a beef I have with comic they, books, they, they made, that's they a gave, whole other They podcast. gave Scott and Alex Summers a third brother. Yeah. Hold on. 43 years after they were created. Yeah. That's, oh my god! Approximately worst um, parents ever. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, like from a misprint in the in the nineties. Right. Your brothers. What did you say? Nothing. Not not so sinister and like goes away. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's terrible. Um. Adam Extreme was supposed to be his brother. You remember Adam Extreme? <laughs> no. What? Oh, god. Um. Speaking of Adam Extreme, but not really. I. Uh, They'd have Shi'ar technology in Legion. Yeah. They are familiar with the Shi'ar. That was a great drop because they didn't linger on it. It's like, I, if I would think it was Shi'ar, but, you know. Yeah. I wasn't so sure I designed it myself. And then immediately moved on and never came back to well, it. Well, I mean, so are the Shi'ar aliens in this? I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Right. I mean, and that means that we've had contact with an alien race, which is dope. Yeah. Yeah. Division 3 is going to run out of guys soon. Oh, man, they just all keep getting turned into dust or pigs. I did like um, the Anakin Skywalker, but from my perspective, the Jedi are evil moment that we had. Which yeah. was, uh, you were the bad guy. And it's like, yeah, from where I sat, you were the bad guy. And you right. lit me on fire. Yeah. Crippled me. What are you like, going to do? You're going to just throw a room at me, light me on fire again? Or office put, supplies. Office supplies at my yeah. face, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Well, you were the bad guy. Yeah. Well, you were the bad guy. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck you. So like, here we sit with this coffee I clearly don't want. I don't know who brought this to me. I didn't even order this. I kind of feel like this is our spot. Yeah. Okay, what do you want? Fucking tell me what you've been doing. Yeah. Like, it's like cool. No, I thought we were going to do a pretense thing. We're and not. Sp- cool. And speaking of speaking frankly to someone, right? Like, I get it. Like, you're in love with Sid and all that. And yeah. And she's turning into a cat randomly, which is super fucked up and weird. Oh, uh, and, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's totally normal. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I think you could be doing better things with your time at yeah. your job, you know? But, like. Gross mismanagement of your power, Sid. Why the fuck are you chasing this? Like, doing a chasing Amy thing. Yeah. time with this woman. When you need to know something that's real. Right. Like, give me... No, Sid, don't just tell me, like, pieces of it that the audience needs to understand. Right. Tell me exactly what happened. Right. Like, I need to know how to avert whatever the fuck's like. How did you lose an arm? Yeah. How about we just start with the easy one? Yeah. Like, I hate it when people don't... There's not enough time to have this conversation. Because you spent so much time telling me how little time we had. Yeah. No, exactly. There's not enough time. Just do it. Like... Yeah. If there's not enough time, you just need to shoot me. Thank or, you. Or do whatever it is that you're supposed to do. We don't even need to talk about it. Yeah, like I'm laying in a vat of strawberry daiquiri trying to holler at you about what I need to be doing. Like, at least respect me enough to tell me what the fuck the deal is. It's, it's like you read my diary, because that is what I entered for last Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gross. Well, good. So we're back. We're back next week. We're back next week. Um, and then the week after is it the next week after that? That's Infinity War. or Is it two weeks? Um, I think it's. I think I we're think like, it's three, like it's two the, weeks. We're, the tenth, like right? Yeah. What day is today? Today is the tenth. Yes. The tenth. So we're seventeen days away. All right. Cool. So two more weeks. Yeah. And then we're back with that too. Yeah. I'm big April. Yeah, man, the biggest giant size. Giant size April with Hell Lindsay yeah. Caldwell. Oh, man. Until next time, I'm Lindsay Hodges. And I'm really wishing we had a giant-sized April. And this is Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions is recorded and produced in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma by your host, Lindsay Hodges. Additional producers include Mason Bluebaugh and Caldwell Grant. For more information, inquiries, and to share your opinions, popular or otherwise... Tweet at unpoppod or email unpoppod at gmail.com.